This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your, I don't know, maybe your artwork or selling products, whatever you're doing. Yep, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be easy. And if you get stuck, they're going to help you out. Yep. Head to squarespace.com slash spilled for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code spilled to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, fittingly enough, for this time of year, we are talking about stuffing. Now, we're calling it stuffing. Maybe you want to call it dressing. Dressing. We're calling it stuffing. Insert whatever word you want in your own mind. Okay. um, Foam. Yeah. (laughs) I saw another word for it is filling. And I was like, okay, just seems too broad. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Anyway. Substance. This this, (laughs) polymer. (laughs) This episode was suggested by listeners Alan and Anna. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Separately, I think. But maybe they've teamed up since then. (laughs) Yeah. I hope so. Uh, you know, I would love to. Hey, do we have any listeners out there who've met through the podcast? Oh, that's an excellent question. We, I've heard would... this has happened on other more popular podcasts. Oh, well. No, no, but that's uh, that. I'm not saying that it could happen with our podcast. Yes, I, let us know. Please. Yeah, let us know. It seems like people probably would have told us that already if it had happened. <laughs> yeah. But maybe like you just started dating or something, and uh, you're not really ready to make it official. Yeah. But you want to tell us. Yes. And then yeah, we'll and then we'll tell we'll the make world. It official. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, Matthew, let's go down old stuffing memory lane. I hated stuffing as a kid, and actually, I didn't hate it. I just thought I wouldn't like it, so I wouldn't try it. Wow. Isn't that weird? When, do you remember when you first tried stuffing? I think in my 20s. Wow. This is so interesting. I mean, there were great, like, your childhood was a slash and burn campaign against so many different <laughs> food types. Condiments, stuffing... It was like that. I would I'm sometimes. To think of what, what else? Yeah, I would. I would stand in front of the stovetop factory <laughs> with a slash, sign. Slash, yes, I would and burn. slash. I would burn. I would roast. 
I would flambe. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where, like, you know, when you're a kid, sometimes, uh, like, there's a lot of different things in there, and you can't really tell what they all are, and there mm-hmm. might be something you don't like hiding in the mix. Well, and I think that that is, that's a, a fair assumption to make with stuffing, because there there's often stuff hiding in there. Uh-huh. I mean, that's kind of the point of stuffing. Yeah, hiding like, things hiding in, things, in a turkey. Hiding things inside other things. It's, it's like a culinary game of hide and seek. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, as we're going to discuss, there are all sorts of different uh, potentially challenging foods yep. that have shown up in stuffing. Yes. Uh, like oysters. Like oysters. Like oysters. Dried fruit. Dried fruit. Um, what I else? should say we we should caution that you should not hide if you're playing hide and seek. <laughs> you should not hide inside the cavity of a turkey. Do for, not because of salmonella yeah. and you might get roasted. The USDA has asked that we caution <laughs> exactly. against that. Um, okay. Well, Matthew, I I do remember being wary of of many things on the Thanksgiving table, including gravy. I only tried gravy for the first time like within the last decade. Okay. But stuffing. But now I, you're on that gravy. I'm sort of on the gravy train. Yeah, me too. It's sometimes just kind of like, this is not a gravy episode. (laughs) We'll do a gravy episode. Anyway. It will be similarly ambivalent. (laughs) Similarly ambivalent is hard to say. Wow. Okay, we're going to, from now on, we're warming up before the show by saying similarly Similarly ambivalent. ambivalent. Similarly ambivalent. I remember trying my mom's trademark stuffing, which I'll be discussing in greater detail soon, as a young child. Like, I think that, do you remember the era when, like, everybody's parents were getting a camcorder? Mm, Yeah, we never got one, but I, yeah, I totally remember that. Well, I remember. Like, originally they were like, they took a whole VHS tape and they were massive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely massive. I think that's the only kind that I've ever seen in the flesh. I mean, did you, like, I didn't think of this at the time, of course, but thinking back on it now, like, probably a lot of, like, suburban homemade porn was happening with the early camcorders, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, set up on a tripod. Yeah, for and, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. And I don't mean that, I don't mean to criticize that, obviously. No, no, whatever you're into. Yeah. As we have established, this show is sex positive. <laughs> right, the only thing we're against is music. <laughs> I don't remember what episode that's from, I don't either. I'm sure some <laughs> listeners can tell us. Anyway, um, so my dad, I, I think sometime in 1987, if I'm remembering correctly, he got a, a camcorder. And I remember he brought it to Christmas that year when we went to visit my mom's twin sister's family in Northern California. Oh, God. I feel like if, this I, was, if people were coming to visit me and someone brought a camcorder, that would make me so uncomfortable. Well, um, anyway, yeah. this is the only home video of my family that, that exists. Okay. Sorry, which is why, sorry to criticize which the is only why home video of your family. I remember the year so vividly. 1987, my cousin Hillary, who is now 31 years old, was a baby. Aww. Dressed in like a little onesie tuxedo. I oh, think. that's so cute. Anyway, and on a more somber note, it was it was the last Christmas that my uncle Jerry was with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I, I remember there being a part of this video when my dad is filming my mom and her twin sister sort of uh, putting dinner out like on the sideboard and there was a turkey my brother David who was then in culinary school (laughs) really just sounded like you were saying your brother David was a turkey (laughs) he is there was a turkey my brother David there was a chicken my brother David is is 55 years old now and it feels weird to call someone who's 55 years old a turkey 
<laughs> it does. <laughs> but it seems fitting with like that that would have been an insult in in his day. Yeah, okay. Anyway, but I Get remember out of my way, you turkey. My mom and Tina had made brother Timothy's stuffing, which was the stuffing that my mom always made. And I remember that I had I had eaten it by that point and I liked it. And so I was, gosh, I, I probably had just turned nine years old. So I think I've been eating stuffing my whole life. Uh-huh. And but not gravy. But not gravy. I think I was maybe the other way around. Huh. Interesting. Well, I feel like gravy is a, a bit more bland than a lot of stuffings. Yeah. Gravy's sort of like a, a coating of like brown, brown. <laughs> Again, this is not flavor. the gravy episode. <laughs> anyway. Wait, before we go on, can I interrupt again with them? Another, something else about like uh, things go people on, said in the turkey. old days. Uh, wife of the show, Lori, and I were talking last night, um, and it turned out that we each had a teacher who thought the word phalanges was really funny. And her teacher would, uh, like, when they were supposed phalanges, to be. Phalanges, are, are they on a fish? Uh, phalanges are the bones in your fingers. Oh, okay. Uh, and toes i think also okay um and so uh but which are the carpals and metacarpals i don't know phalanges anyway they're in your fingers um and uh her teachers like when they were like uh having a written test would say she wanted to see flying phalanges and my teacher said that if uh if someone is bothering you a good thing to say is get your phalanges off me that's all I feel like it's the sort of thing people might say back when it was okay to call someone a turkey. It was never okay to call someone a turkey. No. I mean, kindness first. Yeah. That's our this, show motto. This kindness <laughs> first. It's catchy, isn't it? Yep. Anyway, so um, so the the stuffing of my memory lane is, is Brother Timothy's stuffing, which again, I'm going to go into in more detail later. But uh, so stick around, listeners. Okay. But um, but anyway, I've always had pretty positive feelings about stuffing. I think the first stuffing that I, I've never had, um, I remember growing up with stovetop stuffing commercials on TV, but Me I've never too. had it. So I just it, like 15 minutes ago watched like 10 stovetop stuffing commercials. <laughs> yeah. I want to drop one into the show like okay. right about here because the thing I forgot about them was that for decades, like their sales pitch was instead of potatoes. What's that great smell? Chicken. Oh, yeah. And stovetop stuffing. Your mom is making stovetop instead of potatoes? The celery, the onions, and all that great stuff. Think I could stay? Sure. Mom, can I eat it to me? Yes, but we're having chicken and stovetop. What time? Eight. What time are you eating? Six, I think. Hello, Mom. You can never get enough stovetop stuffing instead of potatoes. It's so interesting. I mean, I don't when I when I think stuffing, I don't think like, hmm, do I want stuffing or potatoes? Right. And the other thing, which I assume I, I assume this both. does happen, but like not quite in the way that they allege, that like stuffing was a thing that kids wanted to eat year round. No, and like if your family was, never was serving stovetop stuffing, it would like attract kids from around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they'd all bring their camcorders. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's ever been true. I don't think so either. Um, But we're going to find out because we're going to make some stovetop stuffing. Yeah. Anyway, so I remember stovetop stuffing commercials. Uh, Didn't it come for a time in like a cardboard tube like Quaker Oats? Yes. I saw this in one of the commercials that you could get the box or you could get like the Quaker Oats tube so you could like make whatever quantity you want. Okay. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I've always liked the Quaker Oats tube. When I saw that on the commercial, I was like, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah. Um, Anyway, I... I, so so hold on. I have one other thing to say Please. about stuffing on my memory lane. So around the time that I met... Nope. Sorry, you just hit your quota. Oh, gosh. 
So around the time that I met Brandon, well, it wasn't long after that I was invited to a family Thanksgiving or Christmas, I can't really remember, with his family and his mother, she and her sisters, she has four sisters. Wow. They all make the same stuffing that apparently, I guess, was what their mom made. I mean, because isn't that what you usually do with stuffing? Oh, I think yeah. you usually make whatever your parents made. Um, anyway, her stuffing is only cubed whole wheat bread, vegetables, ve- like, you know, boxed vegetable broth, butter, onions, and celery. Celery seems like it's a really important stuffing ingredient. When I was looking through recipes, it seemed like all of them had celery, yeah. including the one I made today. I mean, I, th- I think that, that the version that, that, that Kathy, uh, my former mother-in-law, made was she made it. It was like a stripped down version of her mom's because she was vegetarian. That seemed pretty stripped down already. I mean, real stripped yeah. down. I, I had never heard of a stuffing so simple. I'd never heard of like just combining bread, onions and celery. And to be fair, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, did they all, did all the sisters have their own slight variation on it that they would fight about every year or, or at least have something to discuss every year at Thanksgiving? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Worth a shot. No, but what I was going to say is that uh, what is notable to me is that they all sort of did this by eye. They didn't do any measurements. It would just be like, yeah. you know, you melt some butter, you you throw in your vegetable broth, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, no, I was. And they would make vats of it. Like, Inevitably, and nobody even ate, like, never did we go through more than half of their stuffing. Where does stuffing rank for you, um, like, from most to least favorite Thanksgiving dinner items? Where does stuffing fall on the list? Are we talking about my stuffing, the stuffing of my youth? Sure, or, or like, in general. No, let's say, say you were invited to, like, a random, like, average American Thanksgiving household Mm. on Thanksgiving. I think that I would be nervous about the stuffing, okay. honestly. I think there's a lot of stuffing that's sort of dry and not mm-hmm. very yummy. Um, so I feel like in general, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take some stuffing. And then I'll, I'm I'm like ready to be pleasantly surprised if it's a really good one. Okay, yeah, I realized as I was asking that that what I'm thinking about is is the stuffing that my mom makes, which yes. probably is the same one that she made when I was a kid. But it's uh, How do you it's feel? got like apple, cornbread stuffing with, with like apples and some kind of meat, usually sausage, I think, maybe this, bacon. This, this sounds classic. Right, so like... Like at some point, I realized, wait, this is like one of my favorite parts of the Thanksgiving yes! dinner. I would, I would rank it like probably tied for first place with Brussels sprouts. I, I would say that now, as an adult, my mother's stuffing is definitely my number one item mm-hmm. on the Thanksgiving table. I think maybe it would be fair to say that our mother's respective stuffings are the best Thanksgiving dishes in America. Yes. Let's just go for it. Okay. Let's just throw that down. Okay. So I have some stuffing in the oven. Okay. Which is wow. Not- that sounds personal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it is, it is a euphemism. Okay. Fine. Um, I'm going to lean into it. Okay. Um, and we're also going to make some stovetop stuffing. I want to talk a little more about those stovetop stuffing commercials. Because, like, there's so much going on in those. Well, can we, there's can one we first? Where, I, wait, I want to eat some stuff. Okay, let's do that. Can first. we just eat some stuffing and then you can tell me about stovetop commercials? Okay, when do we make the stovetop stuffing? Should we do that? I, first, I want to eat your stuffing because okay. I want to eat stuffing. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You know, Matthew, I've I've been thinking. So, Uh so, you know, like, 
you're really kind of a helpful guy. Like you, oh, that's you, like, sweet. Thank you, you. You taught me how to make enchiladas. You, uh, you, you answer my questions about budgeting. Uh huh. Those I'm are the thinking, only two things. I want to find a way for you to help more people, and I've made a website called, called MatthewsEnchiladaBudget.com. <laughs> no, it's called MatthewHelpMe.com. Okay. And anyone can access it, except it doesn't really exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be clear, we have not checked whether that's an actual website or not. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Anyway, if I were going to make this website. I would be making it on Squarespace. Yeah, I mean, the first, here's how I would help you. I would suggest you would come to me and say, I want to make this website. What should I use? And I would say, Squarespace, that's the easiest way to do it, and it's going to look great on every device. There, Matthew helped you. I think that you would send me to Squarespace because they have every tool you could possibly need. Beautiful templates, great e-commerce functionality. It's optimized for mobile right out of the box. Oh, yeah. My help is not free. You need to you need to sign up. <laughs> yeah. I charge a hefty fee. Yeah. Yeah. And I can collect it using Squarespace. E-commerce, no additional charge. <laughs> Head to squarespace.com slash spilled for a free trial of your own website. Maybe you've got, I don't know, Arthur Help Me. Yep. And when you're ready to launch Arthur Help Me, use the offer code SPILLED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. <laughs> That's squarespace.com slash spilled, offer code SPILLED. Support for today's show comes from Grove. Grove is a company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and your fam, and they make sure you never run out of your favorites. They've got brands that you already love, like Mrs. Meyers, Method, 7th Generation, and then they've got their own flagship products, and they deliver it all right to your door when you want it. You know what I was doing last night? Uh, what were you doing? I was in my kitchen. I was groving it up, which oh, is what were? I call cleaning the stove. <laughs> I was using uh, some surface cleaner in the in the awesome glass Grove spray bottle. Mm-hmm. It was their own brand of surface cleaner. It worked great. It smelled great. I smelled great. I <laughs> what, couldn't have been happier. What more could you have wanted? The nice thing, too, is that, Matthew, you didn't have to run around to like three different stores to get these products. They came right to your door. And also the shipping was free. And so were returns. That's right. If I hadn't been happy with this with the cleaner, which seems impossible since it was great, I could have sent it back. No problem. You can sign up for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash spilled milk, and you'll get a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with your order of $20 or more. That's grove.co slash spilled milk. So, Matthew, uh, wait a minute. Now that you've served up some of this like uh, non-stovetop stuffing that you made for today, I want to talk about this while we boil the water for the stovetop stuffing. I'm sorry, listeners, you're going to have to wait to hear Matthew tell you about stovetop stuffing commercials it's like matthew do you remember um do you remember the was it a bonus episode we did for subscribers where i read new yorker cartoons yes that's what it was yes if you're a subscriber to the show and you haven't uh you haven't let you haven't let listened you haven't let wow (laughs) you haven't yet listened to the bonus episode where i read new yorker cartoons well you should and also matthew is gonna sort of um do the same thing but with stovetop stuffing commercials yeah, that's right. Am I right? You're right. Okay. This one is very, um, very celery-y. Does it have sc- scallions, too? Yeah, it's got a bunch. Wow, this is like a, a very allium-forward stuffing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's really good, though. I mean, this would be my favorite thing on the Thanksgiving table. Mm. Is this called Allium Lover Stuffing? 
It's called Cornbread and Sausage Stuffing from uh, Fine Cooking, Issue 24 by Molly Stevens. I love Molly Stevens. Me too. I feel like this is maybe almost a little too moist and could like go a little longer. Yeah. I also do feel like the, the presence of um, all these many different types of onions. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a, a lot. It's a lot. It's like a little bit too much. Is that a feature that she touts about this recipe? It is an untouted feature. <laughs> but I mean, I do like onions, so I'm cool. Yeah, it. I'm. I. There's also chives. And what's what's making this spicy? Is it the sausage? Um, there's some. Uh, there's two things. There's some poblano chilies that I threw into the cornbread because I had some leftover what? roasted poblano chilies. That's not in the original recipe. Okay. And um, a pinch of dried red pepper flakes, which is in the recipe. I would have never thought of that. Oh, I'm definitely getting the poblano. Mm-hmm. The cornbread, like, I I felt bad about crumbling up the cornbread to put into the stuffing because it was, really it was good. a good cornbread and it looked beautiful. And it, it, I cooked it in a cast iron skillet. Oh, Matthew, you are, you're legit. The sacrifices I make for this show, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute. So now that we're doing this stuffing, now that we're eating it, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on, hold yep, on. Yep, 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 yep. How did you choose this one and why? Other than so, the fact that you love Molly Stevens like I do. Um, I love Molly Stevens. I am all about braising. I am Molly all about Molly Stevens, roasting. if you're listening, well, you're not surprised. You already know, I think, that we love you. Yep. Um, um, and if you're, if you're a friend of Molly Stevens... Play her this podcast. Mm-hmm. I looked at I, I like Googled stuffing recipes. Now I looked. I, I think that is actually what I did. I mean, I looked at uh, like a serious eats recipe and a fine cooking recipe and something from Epicurious, New York Times, mm-hmm. uh, and this was just the one that spoke to me. Possibly because it had a lot of onions in it, mm. um, but it just seemed it seemed uh, easy, but not too easy, kind mm-hmm. of. Oh, it's great. I feel like it's classic. Okay, wait, but okay. Before we go on, Matthew, I can I can I. Talk to us a little bit about stuffing. You can talk can to us I a little talk bit to us? about stuffing. I'm going to go to the kitchen and put on the stovetop stuffing. Oh, great. Okay, here I'm going to vamp by myself. Vamp away. Matthew, did you know that um, when I was uh, like 18, so Chanel came out with this lipstick color called Vamp? This, I didn't know that. This was like 1996 or something, 95 maybe. Anyway, I begged my mom to buy it for me. It was like a really big deal. I mean, uh, really, Chanel lipstick is kind of the most expensive thing you can buy even more than than real estate <laughs> anyway anyway i wore it and uh, i'm wearing it in my senior year yearbook photo it was super super cool but anyway matthew what i really wanted to say is everyone here's what wikipedia has to say about stuffing it is quote an edible substance or mixture often a starch I said substance earlier, remember? Used to fill a cavity in another food item while cooking. Many foods may be stuffed, including eggs, poultry, seafood, mammals, and vegetables. (laughs) Any mammal can be stuffed. End quote. Wow, I just did not expect to see mammals written in there. Mm -hmm. Not because I doubt that you can stuff mammals, but I think of it as like that. I think of that as taxidermy. (laughs) Anyway. I love it when you write material ahead of time. I did not. No? No, I just came up with that right now. Hey. I'm I'm sorry. Shut up, Matthew. Anyway, guys, just to clarify, um, for our our listeners outside of North America, this episode is about stuffing and dressing in in like the American slash Canadian Thanksgiving tradition. Mm -hmm. There are so many other types of stuffing. 
like stuffed zucchini, for one thing. For example. Stuffed, stuffed zu- peppers. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, on the Wikipedia page for stuffing, there's a whole subhead called cavities. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like- true. It's true. With photos of stuffed peppers, okay. stuffed tomatoes, paratha, piroshki, etc. There's also a mention that various cuts of meat can be stuffed if you cut a pouch into them. Yep. I mean, anything can be stuffed if you cut a pouch into it. Yes. Anyway, but I, uh, anyway. Oh, also the earliest documented use of stuffing comes from the Roman cookbook, uh, Apicius. Is that, okay. how do I pronounce that? Now, did, did uh, Apicius? Apicius. Apicius. Well, here's, so Which here's is, the thing about Latin. Yeah. Um, let me, let's, let's get into Latin for oh, a minute because God. a C in Latin is always pronounced with a hard K sound, hmm. but that you sound ridiculous if you if you actually say it like that unless you are in latin class or are the pope yes and we are neither no anyway this 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 cookbook is sort of the um i think it it, if not the first cookbook it, it is up there it um does it does it give the name of the cookbook uh apicius that's not the author uh, no it's apicius dera uh Cochinaria or something like that. Okay. Uh, I am definitely messing that up. But anyway, it's like circa... No, that was exactly right. It's like circa 1900. Or excuse me. Circa 900 (laughs) AD. 900 AD. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, it has recipes for stuffed chicken, obvious enough. Hair, reasonable. Mm -hmm. Pig, also reasonable. And dormouse. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? I don't even know what a dormouse is. I mean, I know the word, but I don't know how it differs from a common mouse, if at all. I don't know if that's ancient Rome. When was Um, that? No, that's probably like 2,000 years ago. Yeah, no. Yeah, ancient Rome was like 2,000 BC, maybe. Um, Not that. That's that's more like ancient Greece. I don't know. (laughs) I'm supposed to know all these things as like an adult human, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Like, history is hard. Okay, so so stuffing goes way back, and you can stuff anything with a cavity. Mm-hmm. Is is what basically mm-hmm. what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like teeth, how, you can stuff teeth. Yep, I knew we were gonna get there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wish I could go to the dentist and they would just like put a little piece of cornbread stuffing in there. Yep. Well, so uh, so when we talk about like Thanksgiving stuffing, what do we talk about when we talk about stuffing? Well. Usually it consists of dried breadcrumbs or some sort of cereal, like um, Captain <laughs> French. No, no, like wild rice. Mm-hmm. Or um, is, is barley stuffing a thing? I don't know. <laughs> Just thinking of cereals. Wheat berries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Amaranth. Usually. Also onion, celery. Yep. Some kind of meat, often sausage, and seasonings, which often include sage. Yes, I put some sage in here also. I don't think it was in the recipe. Uh, giblets are frequently added. Um, yeah, that makes sense because like you take the giblets out of the mm-hmm. cavity and then you chop them up and put them back in. Yeah. And in the UK, apparently, stuffing usually includes dried fruits and nuts. Uh, like I, one of the recipes I was... And cons- chestnuts. Chestnuts. Oh, yeah. Chestnuts roasting... In stuffing. In, in, a, in a cavity on an open fire. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the recipes I was looking at did call for walnuts and dried cranberries, I think, which, which I, I was tempted. I, I don't love the dried cranberry craze that's been going on for the past couple decades. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. I'll be honest. 
Did you, did you say craze as, as an intentional pun? <laughs> no, okay. no, but I did that nicely, didn't I? Yeah. No, but really, like, I don't really want dried cranberries in my spinach salad. I just don't. I am fluffing this stuffing. Fluff that stuffing. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, okay, so back to stovetop stuffing. Oh, wow. Okay, Matthew. Yeah. Will you tell us how you made this? I will. Do you hear all the kids in the neighborhood knocking at your door? <laughs> Ooh, this smells like, do you know what this smells like? Oh, this smells like um, like a Lipton soup packet. It really does. Yeah, it's got like, you know, like chicken powder. Yes, Like exactly. bouillon. In bouillon, it. yes. Or turkey in this like, case, I it think. It smells like a dry chicken bouillon cube. Yes, or like uh, that soup, chicken soup that you get from a vending machine that, that like vends in cups. Oh, I've never had that. I, it. Barely it also smells like anymore. ramen. I think it's just yeah. that like dry chicken flavor. Yeah. Um, so how did I make this? Um, so Molly actually texted me yesterday and said like, or, or a couple days ago, said, do you think we can work stovetop stuffing into this episode? Like, is there going to be time to make it? And I'm like, I've never made it before, but it comes in a box. So I'm going to guess yes. It takes five minutes. This is amazing. You boil water with butter. You stir in the contents of the packet, which contains like breadcrumbs and seasonings and stuff. You put a lid on it. You wait five minutes. That's it. Wow. And so what does the... Instead of potatoes. What do the breadcrumbs... What, what does it look like in its dry form? Mm, I don't think this would draw kids from around the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> oh, I love how it serious It looks you like... Look. It looks like kind of if you got a bag of croutons but pulverized it. Yeah. 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 Huh. Like, remember Mrs. Cubison's? Yeah. She made croutons, right? I do. I, I think do. if you, like, punched a bag of Mrs. Cubison's repeatedly with extreme <laughs> prejudice, it would turn into stovetop stuffing. Okay. So, Matthew, um, well, since since the stovetop stuffing is is maybe not the kid magnet we hoped it would be. <laughs> we were really hoping to lure some kids. <laughs> I, were, I was hoping they would come over and play Super Mario Brothers with me on mm-hmm. your computer. Like, I'll play with you. Okay, cool. After after we finish recording this, anyway. But um, or now. So, but Matthew, do you do you have do 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 Wait, what? Where does it go from there? Do 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 You were going to ask an actual question, possibly about stuffing. Which character do you like to be in Super Mario? There's three. That is not the one, or is it two? two? That has the princess. Princess Peach. Princess Peach is definitely my top pick. Okay, I love her skirt. It's like just this perfect. Oh yeah, shape. like like umbrella, mm-hmm. umbrella shaped kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like has a bustle sort of. What about that little the the little guy with a mushroom head? Toad. Toad. Who was in the news recently for reasons we probably shouldn't go into. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. No, no, it's it's okay. Like Toad didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Okay, good. Also, I mean, partly because he's fictional. Um, so, uh, hmm. did you... You know, the stovetop stuffing, mm-hmm. I gotta say, there are some, you know, like, fake processed food flavors that I find deeply comforting, and I do find this really comforting. I'm kind of coming around on it. Yeah. It's... I'm not sure what it tastes like. I get that it tastes like... It, it tastes like what chicken flavoring is supposed to taste like. What we, um, what we think chicken tastes like in factories. Yes. But... It's good. There's so much going to be so much chewing on this episode. Mostly yeah. me. Hang on, hang on. I, I'm going to eat some more. It's very mushy, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you like just dumped a bunch of bread into boiling water. Um, oh, I really like this. Okay, good. There's there's much more. I'm where also that came getting from. like a. In fact, uh, you I feel can, like I'm getting a like a sausage flavor. Or is that just my mind? 
it, it could be, I mean, it could be that there's always your mind's on your sausage and your sausage is on your mind. Yeah. Um, I'm always thinking with my sausage. Mm, I yeah. really, God, I really like this. I'm going to eat some more. Mm. So now we know that it uh, it doesn't lure neighborhood kids, but like if you make some stovetop stuffing, Molly will smell it and show up at your house. So on one of these stovetop stuffing commercials, I watched, a, I like sat alone and watched a bunch of commercials. Matthew, that sounds so, so lonely. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was hanging out with some of my favorite people, like the mom from the stovetop commercial. <laughs> she does seem like a like a great like universal mom figure. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, kids, why don't you stick around for dinner? Yeah. So on one of these, uh, a kid like called home to say, "Can I? Um, can I like stay for dinner at Johnny's stay for dinner house? at Johnny's house? They're making stovetop stuffing." And the mom was like, "But I was going to make stovetop stuffing." And the kid's like, "What time were you going to make dinner?" She says, oh. eight o'clock." And says, "Johnny, what time are you having dinner?" Six o'clock. Kids gonna have two dinners. That kid is living. Yep. Double double the stuffing. Um, that's where the phrase double stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. So um, I think if I made this homemade stuffing again, I'm, we're jumping all over the place. Mm-hmm. I would make it in two baking dishes so it would be thinner and, and crisp up a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would use less onion, little dial back on the onion and celery a little bit. But I would totally make this again. I would totally happily eat both of these. Although, are we ready for me to talk about my mother's stuffing? Yes, please. So this stuffing that my mom has been making is hands down my favorite stuffing. Um, brother, brother, brother Timothy, bear stuffing. Brother, brother bear. So my mom, for her 39th birthday, which was in uh, 1985, sure, that my mother right. was given by her twin sister Tina, aforementioned twin sister Tina, right, a cookbook called California Fresh, which was published by the Junior League of Oakland slash East Bay. Okay. Okay. I think we California both, Fresh. We both grew up in an era of like the heyday of Junior League cookbooks. I think. Yes, I also feel like California Fresh uh, was almost actually the name of like a counter at the food court at the mall that oh, would be like certainly. the last place I would have chosen as a kid. Yes, it would have been the place that had like a California sandwich with like sprouts. Yep, exactly. As, as we discussed on the iceberg lettuce episode yes. with Julia Tertian. Um. Anyway, so this was. Possibly the classiest Junior League cookbook ever. It had a glowing forward by MFK Fisher. That's amazing. Right? Right? Anyway, so um, the recipe that... Hold on, I'm about to burp. I've been there. I've been there this episode. Uh, Anyway. All right. So the recipe that I associate most with that book, and, and perhaps one of few recipes that my mother actually made in it... Wait, we need to, we need to like say this thing that's on the agenda before you tell me about it, which is we were, when we were talking about this the other day. Oh, um, yes. You you were saying like, um, you know, my mom's stuffing. And I was like, no, I don't. And you said, <laughs> you said I was like, I was like, this is the last thing that you don't know about me. Yes. I thought you knew everything is, about me. This is the the end of the mystery. Yes. Here it is okay. laid out for I'm all ready. to this see. Is, this is going to be a big, big transitional big moment. Reveal. Yeah. Big reveal. So anyway. For some reason, my mom and Tina both became quite enamored with this recipe for stuffing in this cookbook. And this recipe was created by the late brother, Timothy, of Christian Brothers in Napa, California. I've been to Christian Brothers in Napa. Valley. Oh, you have? Yeah, it's it's now like the, it, it turned into like the CIA, I think. Oh, yeah, the building or something yeah. turned into Greystone? 
Greystone. That's it. Wait yeah. a minute. Are we just making this up? I think it's. I think this is true. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe it's possible we're making it up though. So don't don't like base any important decisions on this information. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, Brother Timothy. Um, he was, I, I don't know if he was like the head of, of the, the Christian brothers. Well, I know Tarzan was the head of Greystoke. Anyway, um, so his winemaking career, this is impressive. It spanned more than 50 years, during which time Christian Brothers was one of the leading brands of domestic table wines and brandy. Yeah. And Brother Timothy was also well known for his skills as a cook. So he came up with this stuffing that goes like this. Okay, Let me I am read ready. to you. The ingredients. <clears throat> Slivered almonds. Bulk pork sausage. Yeah. This sounds you know obvious enough. Now, four ounces of chicken livers. Okay. Chopped. Uh, like a stick and a half of butter. A chopped onion, dried rosemary, mint, and uh, nutmeg. Yep. Chicken broth. Brandy. Oh, that's where the Christian brothers come in. Yes. Uh, frozen chopped spinach. Parmesan cheese. I was, I'm so glad you said that because I forgot to write this down, but I was going to say, like, I feel like this could use some cheese, and is that ever a thing? And I'm not done, Matthew. Okay, sorry. Three quarts of cubed day-old English muffin bread. <laughs> is someone breaking into your apartment? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's your child. The cat just came out looking guilty, so I'm going to say that had something to do with it. Okay. Uh, wait a minute, Matthew. I just discovered... So I wrote about this stuffing in the Washington Post a few years ago. Okay. and I, <clears throat> I remember when that news broke. <laughs> Clearly you didn't read it, though, <laughs> since you didn't know this about me. Oh, wait. Okay. So this this important thing about you that I didn't know was, was in, was in, in a Washington major Post. newspaper? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> ah, that's perfect. Anyway, Matthew, actually, what I, it, it, just while you got up to go check on the burglary in your apartment, <laughs> yep. the cat burglar. It was an actual cat burglar. Um, I just realized, actually, what I had written here is that um, my mother has made only one real change to the recipe. The original recipe calls for day-old soft breadcrumbs of no specific type. After some trial and error, my mother was the one who decided to use this thing called English muffin bread, which no one but my mother seems to have ever heard of. No, I have heard of this. Okay. I don't remember when the last time I had it was or where we got it, it's but I have find. definitely had English muffin bread. So it basically, it, it has the flavor, the sort of chewiness, the kind of open, t open crumb. Yeah. Uh, but in a loaf form. And so what I have done um, in making this stuffing as an adult, and I've made it now in many different parts of the country when like traveling to visit friends or family for... You added a lot of adult stuff to it. A lot, <laughs> a lot of adult stuff. Then you got out the camcorder. I mean. Yeah. Anyway, no, I have used English muffins Oh, yeah. instead of English muffin bread. That makes a lot and of sense. And it works beautifully also because, you know, you, you like to get some like crusty corners when you make stuffing. I like to get crusty corners in everything. And yeah. I feel like English muffin bread uh, and English muffins, like, you know, the, the outer crust of the English muffin yes. is just, it's, it's wonderful in so stuffing. how many English muffins go in I well so that's the tricky thing like so <laughs> so hold on so what my mom always did when she got English muffin bread she would call ahead to like Safeway or whatever and she would she would reserve it so that it would be there then yep. she would go pick it up and the night before Thanksgiving we would get out sheet pans and she would lay out these slices of bread in a single layer on sheet pans to let it like just sort of like par dry all overnight all the single layers all the single layers <laughs> Yeah, put your hands up. 
Uh, anyway. Because we give up. <laughs> you, so you don't want your bread, I, I think for, for stuffing, you don't want your bread to be totally dried out and like 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 store-bought uh, cubes of like right. breadcrumb. Store-bought cubes of breadcrumb, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to... Well, like store-bought croutons. Store-bought croutons. Yeah. You're not looking for that. You want your bread to get a little bit dried out. So we would lay it out on sheet pans overnight, then cube it up. And then this Brother Timothy's recipe has you measure it by volume. So three quarts of cubed. Three quarts. Three quarts. That's a lot. Yeah, it would work out to be about two loaves of English muffin bread. Every time I I make a recipe that calls for anything in quarts, I suddenly get this feeling like I'm in over my head here. Yeah, it, I, I know. I make a, my favorite cobbler recipe that I make multiple times a summer is from Chez Penny's Desserts. Mm-hmm. And it calls for fruit measured in cups, like four and a half cups of sure. fruit. And I'm always like, who does these measurements? Like, I never, like, four and a half cups. Yeah, I think it would be okay if it called for, like, like pints or quarts of berries that you could, like, just dump, dump out of the... Dump in there? Yeah. But yeah, if, you're, I, if you're not I, dumping... I would prefer a weight. Yeah. I just would prefer a weight. Anyway, so when I use English... Can I muff- start singing that song? <laughs> When I use English muffins for this stuffing, I split the English muffins again and like lay them out on a sheet Mm -hmm. pan overnight. And uh, anyway, it is fantastic. This stuffing is so savory and so unusual and yet so easy to love. Like the bread has a wonderful texture. The spinach is kind of this wonderful yeah, savory darkness. The sausage is great. Did you just say savory darkness? Yes. <laughs> now yes. I now I'm scared and I don't even know what I'm scared of. <laughs> anyway, the um the uh it, so it's got like just enough chicken livers that every now and then you will like get a bite that has just like a slight hint of pleasant liveriness. Yeah. Uh the parmesan cheese you don't really notice it nor do you notice the brandy but you would miss them if they weren't there. Sure. Um, and then the almonds, the crunch of the slivered toasted almonds. Ugh. Okay, so do you cook this uh, like inside a cavity or just no. in a pan? We cook it in like a souffle dish, yeah. sort of like a like you know little casserole dish. Um, how do I? Are you are you making it this year for Thanksgiving? Oh, for reals. How do I score an invite? Um. Uh, Should we give away? A couple of spots at your Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> in like a like a prize no. what, a contest. No, absolutely okay. not. Anyway, this stuffing is incredible, um, and and I have to say, I don't. No, it sounds think, great. I don't think I will ever make another stuffing in my life, even though I hate dealing with chick- raw chicken livers. Oh yeah, no. Every time, every time I make something with chicken livers, which is not very often, I'm always get skeeved out. But then it's always worth it. Yeah, I mean, like especially so these chicken livers. Uh, in parentheses, it's noted sinew and fat discarded. Oh yes. Oof, gosh, I hate doing that process. Uh, yeah. Well, you kind of trap this weird stuff under under uh-huh. under the knife and then kind of slide the knife away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like sort it. Sort of like trapping a bug under under a glass. Yes. Yes. Um, is that your foot or my cat? Who knows? Who cares? This is this is my foot. Okay, it was your foot. Okay, hi. hi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> your cat is up on the counter, though. Is oh, that okay. allowed? Yeah, like, I mean, everything's I've allowed never, when you're a cat. I've never seen your cat do this. 
Oh yeah, she I wants me to pour her a glass of cold water. Your cat is is one of the kids who's drawn by the stovetop stuffing. That's exactly it. I, we could feed the cat stovetop stuffing and see what happens. Matthew, I had some what, other questions. What do you look for in your stuffing? Do you want oysters? Do you want? Do you want? Um, I don't think I've ever had the oyster stuffing. I'm I am a little skeptical, but I would try it. I would try it too. I want some like crisp, crusty corners. Mm-hmm. Um, do you I, want a particular type of bread? Cornbread, sourdough. I like both. I, I think cornbread like has a really like savory ring to it, yes. but it's not necessarily the best. Would you say that it has a savory, savory darkness? darkness? I feel like savory darkness is something that savory is savory lightness, maybe that is going to devour me. Like like I'm going to end like wander into a dark alley and just be consumed by the savory darkness. You know, darkness. it's actually what they kept in the Chamber of Secrets. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't that makes spoil a lot of sense. it though. Ash has been reading it to me. I will not tell you <laughs> what happened. In what's the in the Chamber of Secrets? Book. But I really want to. What do you? How do you feel about apples and stuffing? I know it's in your mom's stuffing. Um, I'm not super into like sweet savory things. I would I would say <laughs> <laughs> the savory darkness is reaching out toward me in human form. Um, I I would I would sooner leave than take. Wow, harsh. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Oh, wow. But I still love my mom's stuffing. So and, uh, so Matthew, when you were growing up, did your mom put the stuffing in the cavity? I don't remember. Yeah. I feel like everyone did back then before we knew not to. Right, right. And, and probably most people still do. And most of them survive th- Thanksgiving. Most of them. Right. I, I mean, it's not a joke. Like, it, No, it, it's not a joke. Here's the problem, yes. Matthew. Let's alert our listeners in case they haven't gotten the USDA bulletin. Yeah, I think everyone's heard this. But yes, let's oh, do it. Okay. No, no, no. We so sh- by the time your, your turkey reaches a safe temperature... The stuffing inside is likely much cooler than the temperature of the turkey. Yeah, I can tell because the stuffing is wearing sunglasses. <laughs> this, so as, as, as we've mentioned, we recently anyway. moved from, from uh, taping the show at like 9.30 a.m. to like 2 p.m. And apparently I'm really punchy after lunch. Wow. Okay. It's called the punchy after lunch. <laughs> anyway, everybody, if you do feel strongly about cooking your stuffing inside the bird, be sure to take its temperature. I don't know what temperature it should be, but it needs to maybe like 160, I'm gonna, I think 160 sounds right. Yeah, yeah. But by then, your bird's going to be overcooked. So don't. So don't. Like, don't. you know, moisten it. Moisten it with some juices yeah, from put, the roast. Th- throw some lemons in there. I feel like moisten it with some throw juices some from the roast there. is like a thing that I would say that I know that you can do, but is like so far outside of the way I cook that I'm never actually Do you mean do like it. using like a, a turkey baster and sucking up the juices and squirting them back onto the bird? Yeah, I think that's what I mean. But, I, or like, but like squirting it some onto the stuffing. Oh, I don't really care whether the stuffing gets Tid, any flavor okay. from the turkey because I think that's what that's what people want from really from the stuff. Yeah, like like you want like the flavor of the of the protein to migrate into the stuffing. Really, right? you don't think so? No, I think people always just did it because it was like festive. Oh, okay, I could be wrong. I don't know. Hey, listeners. Way in. It's like you want the fruits coming out of the horn of plenty to taste a little bit like horn, right? <laughs> exactly. What, what am I talking about? 
This episode was brought to you by Grove. Grove makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and your family, and they make sure you never run out of your favorites. Yep, they've got you covered with all of your favorite brands, plus their own flagship Grove brand. Sign up for Grove today at grove.co slash spilled milk, and you'll get a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with your order of $20 or more. That's grove.co, not grove.com slash spilled milk. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll post a link to the Molly Stevens recipe that we made today. We'll also post a link to the Washington Post story I wrote uh, where you can also find the recipe. Oh, you wrote the Timothy story. I thought this was a news article. No, I wrote it. Okay. I wrote it. No, Um, the Washington Post has never done a news story on me. I am not You can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Uh, Did we already say Facebook? No, Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, and thank you for stuffing your ear cavities with us. I'm Molly Weisenberg. (laughs) And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Did you just say I can be pache? Is that a thing? (laughs) It's a thing I do to annoy my family. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.